This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Over the last six months, the macroeconomic environment has changed. Inflation is now running at somewhere between 6 and 9%, depending on which part of the developed world you're in. There's a real sense that economies are slowing, and arguably the US economy is already in a recession. To talk about what this means for the mid-caps, I'm speaking this morning to Portfolio Manager at Pendle, Brenton Saunders. Brenton, welcome to The Point. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? Very well. Tell me, when you're thinking about mid-caps, so, you know, away from the big banks, away from the big miners, away from the big energy companies, and you see the macro environment that we have, rising interest rates, rising inflation, I suppose, you know, what are there rules of thumb that you should always keep in the back of your mind before jumping in? They definitely are. And I think that's what makes our role as a core manager very useful in these kind of environments where you have a lot of systematic macro risk gapping around. We take a fairly conservative approach, try and stay with management teams, one that we know and secondly that we trust. And we spend a lot of time trying to understand and quantify the risks facing these these businesses. Typically, in a risk-off macro environment, the smaller end of mid-cap stocks tend to underperform. We're always very mindful of that, and there are good reasons for that, just because their their exposure to an economic downturn is, is generally more pointy than for the larger, more established companies. So we, we try very hard in our portfolio construction not to have any big biases to either one sector or another or one thematic or another, just because the uh, the macro environment is uh, very undecided at the moment. It's also potentially very dangerous. So broadly, it's about spreading your risk then across different sectors? Yeah, correct. It's, uh, it's, about, it's about spreading risk around. It's about making sure that you're not taking any unintended exposures either to companies or thematics underlying and making sure that the companies that you are invested in have the ability to withstand deterioration as well as an improvement in the existing macro framework as it's understood. What about you mentioned management teams then? Is this the sort of environment where management teams matter more? It definitely is in economic downturns, things that come to the fore, especially for more formational earlier stage businesses is access to capital, liquidity, inventory management. Those are the kind of things that are very much in management's camp as far as uh, decision-making is concerned and design of capital structures. And that's where they can make a big difference in, in environments that, that get tough. These cyclical changes, how does it sit with mega trends or structural changes? And I suppose ESG is the obvious one. Anyone in ESG over the last six months would have probably underperformed if you're in fossil fuels specifically, because obviously energy has done so well. How can you think about when investing in meat caps? How can you think about that long-term theme of ESG in this instance versus the cyclicality, which can work against it? Yeah, I guess there there are several different timeframes over which to think about this. You know, the development of the sort of decarbonized economy, you know, by its very nature is it will take a long time. And, you know, there will be three periods broadly during that where we have, you know, the existing status quo, a transition period where we'll have an overlap in the existing technologies, both old and new, and then a transition to the new. 
And then it's really about characterizing the companies where they sit in terms of that transition. Are their business models aligned with any one specific phase? And if so, are they making their way across those phases to an environment where they can contend with a decarbonized sort of more ESG kind of world? Or are their business models fairly constrained to one of those thematics, in in which case we are very careful about how and if we invest in those sectors because this transition will sort of take place over the course of the next 10 years. So it's definitely within the context of an investable timeframe. And so we have to be very careful about assessing companies' ability to make the transition. Okay, so in the current environment, given everything you've said, is there a sector or two that you think investors, financial planners should be thinking about? Yeah, there are two that are really sort of quite topical and potentially at quite important inflection points at the moment. The first one is really the resource environment and and specifically the commodities and companies that have direct exposure to China. The importance there is that the Chinese economy is quite heavily desynchronized with the rest of the world and in terms of what's going on in predominantly the OECD, but a lot of other emerging markets too, with, as you mentioned earlier, high inflation, rising rates, and declining economies. The Chinese economy is almost a year ahead of that and should start basing in the next six months odd, three to six months, it should start basing and could do quite well uh, sooner than you know the rest, the rest of the developed world. So that's the one thematic that we're thinking quite hard about. Uh, the other one, is really the sort of higher growth sector that is highly reliant on the path and trajectory of both interest rates and bond yields. And as you're seeing in the market right now, we've had a big pause in bond yields. There's a school of thought that suggests that inflation has peaked and that the risk-free rate will will stabilize or make its way lower over the next while, which will play into the hands of some of the higher growth sectors which have a higher reliance on access to capital in equity markets and also just have much higher growth rates and attract much higher valuations. They're much more sensitive to the risk-free rates than a lot of other sectors. So those are the two sectors which are sort of at, at different ends of the spectrum that are which are exercising our minds at the moment. Brenton, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you. That was Brenton Saunders, Portfolio Manager at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point Podcast. I'm Sean Aylmer. 